0: Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. Uh, this week is going to be is a great week. Uh, I have got Maeve Madden on the podcast. Uh, Maeve is all about women's health and fitness. She's a fitness and commercial model, actress, personal trainer, former dancer, and also author of Beat Your Bloat. Uh, so her content is phenomenal. Uh, it's amazing, various, various different workouts for your core workouts, glutes, anything uh, to info on PCOS and IBS. So thank you so much for coming on today, mate.
1: Ah, thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Now I know we, I know you, you've been a little bit under the weather for the last couple of weeks. How are you feeling?
1: Um, I am. Um, recovery is going well. It has its ups and downs, and um, but I'm I'm definitely doing much better. We are two weeks into recovery since I had. Uh, surgery to remove a very large fibroid uh, from my uterus fun time fun time turns out that after when I'm fully healed my stomach should be really flat (laughs) so i probably stop indulging in all the junk food that I have been doing for like the past two weeks and see if that is true
0: and I know you were saying all fair and stuff like that. You've been catching up on Netflix. Today was the first day that you went on the Stairmaster, so you're you're feeling you're feeling a little bit better, then, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I'm also just um just just really really bored. But no, the doctor, like I think everybody's doctor will say, like you know, just listen to your body, and that's what you need to do. You know, when you are recovering, like you know, not to rush it, and so. I did. I felt like a little bit better. I've been doing a lot more walking outside, and so I thought twenty minutes. I did twenty minutes. I've never sweated so much in my life.
0: Yeah, stairmaster is difficult enough when you're fully when you're fully fit. Anyway, stairmaster is a killer. Anyway, so uh, fair oh, play.
1: Go to uh, go to cardio machine is the stairmaster. Yeah, really. Is, I easy. don't like running because supposedly this is really silly, but um. So when you run, like it puts a lot of pressure on your face, and so you can get runner face, which is when the muscles like droop. That's a thing. Like I swear to God, that is a thing. So I'm not all about the running. Also, I like the stairmaster because it's like it's a good like look. Obviously, it's lower body, but um, I find that it tones the legs a lot better. And when I run, um, the first thing to go is my bottom. So I.
0: Tend to lose like my midgins when I run. So oh, okay. stairmaster, ankle width, good to go. 20, 30 minutes. Awesome. Okay. Um. And so for anyone that isn't aware of your story, Maeve, uh, I don't know where yeah. they've been. I don't know where they've been, but you're all over Instagram. So tell us a little bit about your story and how you kind of got into the fitness, the modelling, uh, the the book, and and uh, all that kind of stuff.
1: That's good. It's, well. I guess it's a pretty long story, so to cut a long story short, um, I came to London to study. When I studied, I did like the gap year. <laughs> I'm taking a gap year. And during that gap year, I started um, doing like some commercial modeling because a lot of my friends um, also did it. And, um, and then that kind of like took off. And so I kind of made a career out of that for like two or three years. Uh, but in that time I also lost a lot of weight so I became like unbelievably skinny I would say like severely underweight and I do think I had body dysmorphia because I definitely didn't realize how tiny I was and um oh had a really bad breakup the post-breakup Instagram was kind of like a thing, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna join this." And there was just loads of girls, and this is where I find Instagram like can be really, really positive. So there's like loads of girls on there, mainly like American girls, um, who were like so strong and like lifting loads of weights. And I had never really known. I kind of wanted to be there. Like I was like, "Oh, i that like abs and glutes and stuff." And like for me, it was I would go to the gym and just run, and then maybe like, lift two kilo weights and do some, like, crap, like, just rubbish workouts, anyway, so I saw these girls, and I was like, wow, they're lifting all this weight, and so I kind of did that whole, I joined Instagram, start sharing, like, how I've gone from being, like, really, really skinny to, like, obviously getting stronger, and then I started gaining weight and did that whole transformation, and, um, yeah, then, like, the bloating thing happened. So I'd always had IBF and I'd say it was probably worse because I was going into probably like eating very, very little to, you know, having all these meals, eating all this protein and like, you know, eating like a good balanced diet. And so my bloating just got worse and worse. And, uh, So I started, I decided that I would share that on social, not because I wanted to, but I remember this one time it just like lasted so long and I wasn't posting any content. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just talk about this and see if anybody else has any tips on what they could do. So anyway, I I shared it and then that kind of went viral. And so then I, what did I do then? Then I studied nutrition. Then I got my personal trainers and like for a personal training course and then a book company came to me and were like um will you write a book all about your bloating and like how you live this lifestyle so I I changed my lifestyle around and discovered like what was causing me issues how to deal with that and then I wrote the book "Beat Your Blood which is bestseller so like loads like 40 or 50,000 copies in like a year which is amazing and yeah and so here we are I think that's it and and, and like through that I've also shared like because I started to open up about my IBS then I had PCOS and so I started talking about that and then I had these fibroids and so and, and I had like acne and like all of these issues and I was like I've gone from being kind of like wanting to be this like oh I'm gonna be this like fitness Instagrammer uh to being like a women's health advocate I suppose I'm just going to give myself that title. <laughs> I'm a self advocate. And um, yeah, and so that's where my journey has gone.
0: It's gone full circle fairly quickly. Yeah. And, uh,
1: yeah. Well, that's over like a few like over like the last like three years, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's still a quite short space of time, like that it's kind of gone complete circle from kind of doing the modeling, from being as you said, someone that kind of potentially under eight and kind of like, I've seen the, I went when I was doing the research for you to come on, I saw the pictures of your before and after, and it's, it's quite, it's quite drastic. Um, oh I,
1: yeah. Like I said, gain 20 kilos, which in pounds is like 40, 40 odd, 50 pounds, like yeah. two stone.
0: Yeah. So more, no, than more than that. Yeah, three, yeah. Just under three. It's, which is, uh, which is, which is scary um and like know. what did you Still, I'm
1: like when people meet me they're always like oh you're so t-, like you know the way you never know what people look like on instagram and people you meet and you're like no definitely not the same person <laughs> you're like what do you what's that app you have that you're using anyway so but when people do meet me they tend to be like oh you're much smaller you know than they thought i was going to be and so when i like and when I'm like, oh my God, they thought I was small and I gained all of this weight, like how tiny, I must have just been like, if, you, if if people could see me during this movement, I must have been like, <laughs> this like so, like, yeah, so many. It was just like a little bag of bones back then. It was crazy.
0: And was there a kind of...
1: And so sad. Like, I just remember always being like so irritated and so tired and so sad.
0: Did you have an epiphany moment that kind of made you change things around? Or was it kind of like just like you saw a picture one day and kind of said, This isn't me or this isn't healthy or anything like that? Or was it kind of just
1: I think I was like I was I was I had a really bad breakup and I got out of like a really shitty um relationship that I had been in the whole time that I was that small. And I think I think it was more I was obviously trying to, you know, control. I think when you lose all control of everything in your life, you try and control, and that was probably what happened. You know, I was just controlling myself through what I was eating and like how I was exercising, and um, and so when that kind of went, I remember I just like I changed, like I changed everything. Like I switched gyms, I moved house. I just like it was just like. I started everything fresh and just soared upwards from then. Like once that was just gone, I was just like, no, I'm done. I'm just going to start again. Like just wipe it, wipe everything clean. And like at that time I did have, you know, I did have Instagram. And I remember I was sharing, like I was sharing stuff and I was working a lot in Ireland. I was actually fired, um, not really fired, I suppose fired, let go (laughs) That's a nicer way of putting it. I was let go um, from a job that I did. So I worked with this company doing like e work. And they let me go because when I started gaining weight, they didn't like how I looked in the clothes. Really? Like, and they let me go. Isn't that crazy? Jeez. And I worked with them for two years as, as my anorexic tiny self. And then... Once I started gaining weight, and like you would think that I obviously, like when you see my pictures, like obviously I'm just like a healthy, normal, yeah, wet, But yeah, there we go.
0: Wow. Dad. Like if that if that happened now, that would be all over the the papers. That would be yeah. all. That'd be all over social so then, media. We just called out straight like away. Three, like three, four. Yeah, it must have been three,
1: four. Yeah, three, four years ago. Wow.
0: They just
1: let me go. They were like, we don't like how you look in the clothes anymore. I was like, okay. Like, they didn't say it's because you've gained weight, but obviously I knew it was because i gained. Oh no, one of the girls I remember in the campaign was like, because your arms are more athletic compared to being twigs. (laughs) I was like, okay. So, yes, and they let me go.
0: That's crazy.
1: Um, More so than I was like, I'll show you. I will show you.
0: And was that? Was that the kind of the, the worst kind of thing that you had said or had said to you, should I say, regarding kind of like being in the modeling industry? Like, I know it's 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 fairly cutthroat from what I hear from talking to other influences and other people on social media that you have to look X way and all this kind of stuff. And it seems to be getting a little bit better because I know Nike, Nike put That's up something, something recently. like what sorry pardon Nike have, oh, Nike have put in a in their stores they put in like a plus size mannequin oh uh, yes um, so that like it's definitely getting better but like there still are people and there still are magazines that are still going to touch up like the pictures and stuff like that did you have mu- did you have uh, much experience in kind of dealing with the other side the, the, the negative side of that as well or apart from dealing with the e com uh, company I
1: suppose like like I worked really well being really small like I did some massive jobs I actually worked for Mike when I was really tiny um, I worked for oh, I can't remember I did like loads I was on the front of like loads of fitness magazines being really small Like, and so I think that's why I was never like oh I'm really there's something wrong with me or anything like that and probably why I did and maybe that's why nobody really saw it, because when I show my parents, they're like, I cannot believe, like, we never we never thought there was anything wrong. But because, obviously, I was, like, doing well, I was in loads of magazines, I was getting loads of work. Like, there was never, a week went by that I wasn't doing shoots or anything like that, because it is a really hard industry. Like, you're constantly trying to get work and, like, going to castings and things. And when I was at castings, everyone... Was the same like body size. Everyone was tiny. Like obviously height wise, I'm not very tall. I'm like just under five. Well, One what five seven, five six, five seven. So I'm not like massively tall. Um, but that doesn't really, that doesn't really matter unless you're doing catwalk stuff. But um, yeah. So, and then like now, obviously it's it is amazing and like that Nike has brought in the uh, you know the curvy. The curvy models, and I think it should. Um, you know, obviously, there's like so many influencers out there, also, who are really portraying this like body positive image, you know, about all different shapes and sizes. Um, but I do think it is still important to portray healthy, you know, healthy shapes and sizes. Yeah. You know, some people are like, oh, for me, for me, like when I look at things personally, especially. You know, some people are like, oh, I'm so body positive, and, you know, look at me, I'm in my underwear, and I'm, like, you know, a very large, curvy girl, and people are, like, applauding it and saying, that's great, and it's like, if I did that and danced around in my underwear, people would be like, why are you being a slut, or why are you being, like, that's not body positive, because I'm not like, over, you know, I'm not very heavy, I'm not very curvy, I'm more athletic. So I think it's, like, it's, you know, it's, like, one of those things, like, I I would, I I think we need to, like, more, like, be body positive towards healthy shapes and sizes.
0: I agree with you there. I think there's, that kind of leads into kind of the, the comparing yourself to other people and stuff like that. I'd say in an industry... Like the the modeling industry and kind of know in the fitness industry, a lot of people kind of they look at pictures and they kind of look and like social media is the king of this is kind of you're looking at someone, you're looking at people with six packs or you're looking at girls with the big glutes or the quads or whatever. Have you ever kind of had any issue with kind of looking at other people and comparing yourself to others? Like especially if you were kind of in a waiting room waiting for some casting or anything like that. Have you ever looked at? Have you ever had issues with that? <laughs>
1: I think it's like I think it's only natural like we've gone from comparing ourselves to women in magazines to comparing ourselves with women on social media I would never compare myself to I don't really compare myself to anyone on social media and I definitely wouldn't compare myself to someone on social media who doesn't post video content because you know that they don't look like that it's just like like some of those girls who are like those tiny waists and the massive ass and you're just like, oh, and they will never show you how they got there. And it's like, because you don't look like that. And so you have to remember that there is so much, um you yeah, know, there's so many people who are happy to share fake content on social. And I think like, for me, I, I don't really compare myself to anyone like I don't follow any accounts that don't. And I think that's really important. Like, don't follow anybody that makes you feel, like, unhappy or inadequate or if you're looking at their content and, you know, you're feeling, like, angry. Like, social media should be something that you go on. And, like, I started following all of these, like, zero-waste um like these zero waste accounts, you know, that are showing you how to like reduce waste and what you can do at home or like I'll follow like a lot of fitness accounts because not because they want to look like the girls because they're doing exercises that I want to try or they have a really good routine or someone will be like, Oh, like, you know, a 20 minute hit workout. And I'm like, Oh, that's perfect. Not because I want to look like her, but because I want to do a 20 minute hit workout and I'm going to follow her workout. Um, So, and then there's, like, people, like, even some of your friends post content that you don't enjoy watching or it annoys you because you're, like, you're not really like that. Or you just know people that you're, like, why are you doing that? And so for those people, I just mute them. I think probably I follow mainly dogs, waste accounts, and just, like, you know, fitness accounts. Not, like, a specific person, but there'll be, like, um... Say like fitness girl videos or something like that. I can't think of a specific one that'll just and that's all I, I really follow because that's what I enjoy.
0: Okay.
1: No. And then there's like you know the odd slab.
0: Yeah, I think I think yeah because I I I'm actual
1: slab not... not like Instagram celeb, because they're not celebrities but like actual celebrity that has a talent that's like I'm an actor or something like that. Okay. Okay. Or, yeah.
0: And uh, no, because I know, I've spoken about this a number of times in the podcast about kind of I did a social media audit I think it was before I did a fitness photoshoot before Christmas and I didn't cope very well mentally with it it was a little bit too drastic a little bit too quick didn't cope very well with the rebound of it probably didn't have a great um the food I had an issue with food afterwards and I'd say in the last what is it? June now, it's in the last month. It's the first time I've been right. I still can't look at tins of salmon, tins of tuna, or egg whites. I will not touch any of those. Yeah, <laughs> gag yeah, gag. Uh, I cannot eat tin of
1: tuna. Tin of tuna, tuna, whenever I was like super, super tiny, would last me like two days. And I can't eat a tin of tuna. Funny, since my operation, um I haven't really actually I had a burger on Saturday. But for a good, like, almost two weeks, I wasn't able to touch any animal product. And I was, in my head, I was like, because I eat a very, like, usually a very high-protein diet, so I'd have protein at every single meal, maybe have a protein shake or a protein bar, a protein this, whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to eat, it. like, in my head, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a disaster. I'm going to, like, get you know, sh- like shit ton of weight and, like, it's just going to blow up and I'm not eating any animal product. But no, I haven't. Like, I'm bloated, but I wouldn't say I've, like, I don't feel like I've lost any gains or, like, I've really lost, like, I've, I've really gained any weight. I'm just, like, a little bit swollen. But, um yes, I thought that was, because I was, like, oh, I'll just, I'm not going to force myself to eat something that I don't want to, that I don't want to eat. So I've just been eating, like, more vegan style. Obviously, I can't eat things like tofu and soya because they're really bad for hormone imbalance and stuff like that.
0: So, yeah, that's interesting. And I know we're going to go into, like, your training and stuff, and I know you've kind of – you said you did a course in nutrition. Are you – would you track religiously, or would you kind of be – understand what's going on with your food on a daily basis? Or you say protein and stuff like that. Is that the only macro that you kind of look at?
1: I don't really look. I don't really – so because I was so obsessed before and so controlling before – in my diet. Um I don't track macros or I don't count calories. Um I think I more know. I'm very much like a creature of habit. So I'll usually eat pretty much the same thing every single day. And I like that. I like to know that like my usual diet would have been, oh I'll have an omelet in the morning and then I'll have like I don't know, maybe like chicken with some broccoli and sweet potato or a chicken salad or, you know, something for lunch and I'll have snacks and my dinner will be like fish or something. And so like every single day I usually have like the same the same have like the same diet. Obviously on the weekends, um, my diet kind of changes. Um, so no, I don't really I did track a couple of months ago, um, I'd say like probably after Christmas and like after January and I was like oh I felt I felt like I had like my clothes were tighter so I don't wear myself because if I start into the weighing of myself I'll just like do it every day so I actually don't think we have scales in the house and if we do my brother has hidden them so I'll just go by like how I look and you know like and how I feel in my clothes and I did I felt like I was kind of moving from that winter wardrobe into summer, and I was like, oh, God, or, like, spring, summer. I was like, oh, everything feels a bit tight, and so I did have a look at what I was eating then. So I was like, oh, maybe I am, you know, eating too much for, like, my outgoing. So I did. I had a little look, and I was like, I switched a few things around.
0: You mentioned that. But I don't
1: follow, like, a specific diet, now.
0: Okay. I'm I'll, a- eat,
1: I'll definitely eat higher, higher protein, higher fat, and lower carbs but that would be more because of my hormone imbalance, like from having PCOS, that would be recommended today.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it literally is. Like it's, it's whatever balance or whatever food or whatever diet you can follow is probably the best one. There's no size fits all. And
1: I think like things, what, what I actually discovered, I was like, oh, I'm going to track this for a week. I'm not going to change anything. I'll just like track this for like a week or two. And I actually found out that I was and it's like the little things like oh meeting a friend or and like you know, having like, you know, some kind of something sugary. I was eating a lot of sugar where I didn't realise, you know, you're having like a little bit of this and a little bit of that and adding things in that you don't really need, but you're like, Oh, it's fine or too much of something and so that's where I was and I was like, Oh, if I just like cut these things you know, cut these things out that are like unnecessary things like unnecessary snacking um
0: and yeah and then I just went back to normal you mentioned there you mentioned there about kind of that you don't have scales in the house and I know my my niche in particular with my face-to-face clients face-to-face and online clients is female fat loss and the one thing that kind of seemed to crop up an awful lot is the, the weighing scales and that if they don't see something moving on the scales they get a little bit can get a little bit upset um, and it's not and I try to I try to get them to take the photos do the inches and if the inches are coming off all that kind of thing and try to kind of concentrate on the positives rather than kind of concentrate on the negatives and because there's so many things that can be, imbal- can be you could have eaten a little bit more carbs the night before you could have been out in the piss over the weekend could be a little bit of salt uh, it could be everything uh, yeah exactly I would literally gain so much
1: like I wouldn't even web like, I wouldn't step on the scale, but I wouldn't, like, um, I actually had to step on the scales for my operation because they had to weigh you before. And I was like, and she was like, if you don't want to know it is and just don't look and I won't tell you. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's what I did. Because I was like, if someone tells me a number, I think I know. I, I would say that I'm around 59, 60 kilos, probably. Somewhere in and around that, we actually did, um, which I spoke to you earlier, but um, last year my hormones went out of whack and I was having a lot of problems um, with the fibroid and with my PCOS and stuff like that. And I did weigh myself then because the year before I had like gone through something similar, and um, but the year before I had actually lost weight and I went down to like 55 kilos. But last year I did wear myself and I'd gone up to like 66 67 and I was like but I, I knew, obviously I knew nothing fit and I was so swollen and it was just like an absolute you know it was just there was something wrong and, and I knew that when I whenever I wear myself. but yeah no I don't um, like whenever you like whenever you gain muscle like I'll be like feel like I'm like in the best shape ever and know that I'm way heavier. Than what I was before, but you know, it's the shape that I want to achieve. And so I would do, like, oh, how do my clothes fit? Or I would do the measure thing. Yeah. No, the, the I think the measure thing is really good because also because you're like, maybe you want to gain some glute. Maybe, you know, you want to lose, you know, like weight on your, like you want your waist to drop, but you want your glutes to bigger or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you want to achieve, because everybody's obviously different. And so I would, yeah, I would, I would do the measuring thing more so than weighing yourself.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, the photos, the photo thing is kind of the thing that I'm, I'm, I try to push as well. Uh, And like, there's an app, I have an app on my phone that kind of gets the two photos side by side. And clients are always surprised at how different they look in like two weeks to a month. Uh the main like the the scales is dropping, but like even with kind of two or three kilos difference, the clothes, the stomach has gone down, the bloating's gone off the stomach. It's 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 scary. So definitely use the photos, definitely uh use what you said Mm -hmm. as well.
1: Whenever you do photos, you can see like you know, when you're getting leaner and like more definition and things like that. that's what I like I enjoy seeing. I don't wanna just be like skin and bone like I was before. So things like that I really enjoy.
0: Yeah, big time. Um and I I know we were talking about kind of tracking calories and stuff like that. Have you got any advice that for anyone that's either starting out on their fitness journey, looking to kind of lose weight or kind of put on a little bit of muscle for kind of if they feel that they may have an addictive personality, that the tracking could take over their lives and they don't feel like tracking's for them. Have you got any other methods or any other uh ideas for, for those guys?
1: Well, for me for me there's just like I would For me, it's just, like, I would just be, like, to, like, if I wanted if I, if I was going about it, and if I was, like, I really want to lose some weight, um, or I just want to, like, tone up some more, I would do things, like, I would probably, like, cut out anything, cut out all processed foods, that's, like, major, like, I know that when I eat completely natural, like, everything's just natural, that I literally will get leaner um so i tend to like cut out processed foods cut out all sugars um i wouldn't eat out for like maybe two or three weeks i wouldn't order any takeaways things like that it's just like those little things unless you're like unless you're like a say if you got a client that was like 200 pounds and they want to get down to like 130 pounds, then you're going to be like, okay, we need to like really get into like how many calories you need to eat and like, you know, what we need to do. Like that's like a big job. But if it's just like, oh, I kind of want to trim up. I want to lose a couple pounds. Those simple things like are so beneficial, like cutting out like fizzy drinks, just, you know, drinking plenty of water. There's all those tiny little things that you can do to adjust your lifestyle and those little tweaks like can add up to really big results. Big time, big time. And that's you know that's what I would do. Maybe I would add you know because I do a lot of weight training, and so maybe I would add like some extra cardio or something like that. Not like major. I'm not going to go for like ten k runs every day, but maybe I'll do twenty minutes on the stairmaster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to um, you know, just to get that like just doing those little extra things because you know you could be doing um you could be following a great balanced lifestyle you have a great workout routine and you're like you know what i just want to do i want to be that extra bit leaner or you know that i want to lose like two or three bonds so to do that you need to just adjust things ever so slightly
0: yeah there's no there's no point in going too drastic because if you take out too much too soon you are going to oh, you'd be you- mentioned
1: by the weekend yeah exactly. and i would do like, if I was like, oh, I'm going to cut out all these things, see, by the weekend, I'd be there in, like, the 24-hour shop, stocking up and, like, all the crap. Like, it would just be a shit show, really.
0: Yeah, big time, big time. Uh, like, your your content and your videos are pretty good, and I, I, I do love them. Um, when you are back to normal training and stuff like that, after you kind of get recovered how often are you training or how often will you be training when you kind of get back into a normal routine
1: um so i would do something like everyone is different and some people are oh you're a bit crazy so i would actually i enjoy like doing some kind of exercise almost every single day now it doesn't mean i'm hitting the gym and going absolutely crazy i'd say i go i would do proper gym workouts four to five times a week and then I do like you know maybe like I don't know I'll go for like a walk outside like I always try and get activity in every single day um and for me I think I just I really enjoy it and I just I don't really like just like sitting around doing nothing so I'll always be like pretty active um but with the like with the actual workout it would be I would do like two say probably two, three days on, then a rest day, like an active rest day, then another two days, and then active rest day. Um and maybe I'll take like a class or something like that.
0: Okay. Okay. No, that's that's good. It's
1: like the usual routine. But then my like I change my workout styles all not all the time, but like I'll do something for like six to eight weeks or like six weeks and actually say like four to six. I'll do like a certain style of working out for like four to six. And then if I feel like I'm getting bored with that, I'll like switch it off and I'll add in like a different class or I will, I don't actually do that many classes. So I don't know why I keep saying that. I'm really into Pilates at the moment. Pilates is great. I have a client actually, and I'm like, we are all about Pilates. <laughs> uh, she's a, it's a mom client. So she doesn't like to do anything too, um, like too high impact because of the pelvic floor. That we are doing a lot of Pilates and I'm absolutely loving it so much so that I'm going to go and train to be a Pilates teacher. Like I'm a, I love it. Fair it's right. just the best for your core. And I just, I just really enjoy it. Um, so yeah. And so I just like, actually I booked a personal trainer for, even though I'm a personal trainer and everyone's like, Oh, you know, I'm actually training with a personal trainer, uh, twice
0: this week so i'm going to have a training session on wednesday and another one on friday and what made you go for that trainer because i know i get asked this a lot particularly online about kind of what to look for in an actual trainer because there's so many different things so many people have did so many different opinions these days Uh, kind of like some want crash diets if you want quick results some pts will give you quick results if you were to look if you were to recommend one thing to someone who's about to hire a trainer, what would, what would be that? What would it be?
1: Um. So I look for a trainer, because I've trained with this person quite a number of times. So I've had, I'd say like two trainers in my lifetime, but I see so many trainers. And I'm like, this is really bad. I shouldn't say this. But I see so many personal trainers with their clients. And I'm like, how the fuck are you a personal trainer? Like, it blows my mind. And I feel like if you want results, like, you'll get a trainer, when I watch personal trainers, I'm like, I think they're just, some people just want to go to the gym and have a little bit of social, you know, a little bit of social time, maybe do, like, a few lunges, a few pull-downs, and and, and then they go off, and they're like, great, I did a workout. My guy is literally, like, what i think that i'm like as a trainer so i would be like a drill sergeant
0: oh you're a I camp. Make, okay
1: i will make you die like and i like i'm really although we're doing pilates <laughs> but <laughs> with people who is except, that, but that's like but that's what my mom like my mom client she wants that and i know that's what she wants it's actually so you know, she's super tiny, and she just wants to tone up and stuff, and that, you know, she just wants something easy, and I think she actually just enjoys the conversation with me and stuff, but my, like, other clients that I've had, like, want that, like, um, you know, to, to get that, like, they they want a really good workout, and so, like, I'm all about, like, super making them sweat and stuff, and this guy, although he knows that I've had surgery, um, will do, like, he, I, I just know that he's just he he knows i don't know why i picked him he's just a great trainer like the other one just and his physique is awesome and i'm just like and he looks great and i know he knows and i feel like he can just tell like you know there's the trainer there's other trainers in the gym so in my building um i have a gym and there's personal trainers in there and some of them are just like you know, they have a good body, but they're not, like, like this guy, when I watch him train in the gym, and that's another thing, if you watch your trainer train, like, he's, like, doing, he'll do, like, a lot of boxing, and, and he was, a, he was, a like, a semi-pro boxer, I think, Um, and so he's just, he's just great, like, I know he'll, he'll really work well, so I don't know, don't know how you'll pick, you'll just know, I feel like you'll just know, you'll be like, that's the trainer for me, And don't be afraid to switch it up. I've had people come to me and be like, I want the person that's going to chat with me and, uh, you know, and not really do much. And I'm like, that's fair enough. Like, go, you know, leave me. And then I've had other people come and be like, my last trainer, like, you know, I wasn't really seeing results or, you know, we weren't doing exciting things. Like, everybody has their own method, I suppose. And so you need to enjoy that with your trainer and not everyone, you know, not every method's for everyone. Yeah.
0: I hundred percent agree. Yeah, I like I. I'd, I'd be like a long explanation. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but it needs to be said. Like there are like some people. Some people just want to chat. Some people want to be killed. And like as long as they, when you kind of have your initial consultation with a PT, as long as you kind of uh, make that aware Of what you're looking for. If you want to be shouted at and screamed at on battle ropes, let the PT know, and I'm sure the PT will be more than happy to do that for one hour. Uh, Is
1: or I. Yeah, that's what I love and I like I, I do I enjoy like setting up lots of circuits and things. Exactly how my videos are um would be how I would train a lot of a lot of clients. They kinda want that like tone, leaner physique and so that's what we usually go for, except for platysmum. Um but like if someone came to me and said Maeve, I want a bodybuilder physique I would be like, I'm not, and that's the other thing, like, I think that's how you know a good trainer, like, don't accept a trainer shouldn't accept every single client. Or if someone came to me and was 250 pounds and wanted to be like down at 130 pounds, I would be like, I'm not, I don't I don't think that I could do that big of a transformation. But if a girl came to me and said, I have um like I have PCOS or I have hormone issues, I would be like, I know how to train you. Or if it was a mom and she just wanted to lose, you know, she wanted to turn up, and I would be like, Yay, let's go with the Pilates. Or if someone just wanted to get a little leaner, that would be those are my kind of like expertise on how to do that. But I wouldn't be able, I don't, I know myself, I wouldn't be able to turn someone into a bodybuilder body. And I've trained men as well, and they're just like, uh, and I'm just like, no, I would have no idea how to make you. Like Muscly and shredded I could make you like More Footballery style Kind of like Look Like just like You know very fit But I wouldn't know How to turn them Into a bodybuilder
0: I'm so happy you said that About the whole Like stick to your niche Um Like I I predominantly train females I I've had I've or two guys But that's mainly for Fat loss I don't necessarily Get kind of like The skinny guy I've turned people away From being the skinny guy To try and get the muscle And stuff like that I prefer kind of going on like the weight loss journey with someone mentally, and kind of trying to change little yeah. habits that way. That's the bit I enjoy, and hopefully, hopefully my clients enjoy it. But we'll, we'll um, but like every, sure they do. yeah, uh, but every, every PT is different. Like we've got we've got PTs or bodybuilders who like love getting the skinny guy in and getting them up on stage or getting them for a photo shoot. And all credit to them, it's just it's just not my it's just not my cup of tea really. Um,
1: I- those bodybuilders, maybe I don't also enjoy it. I feel like that kinda they live a very specific lifestyle and they probably love, you know, to get someone on board with them. Like I don't like that's all counting numbers and macros and, you know, special training and stuff and that I just can't get back. I just couldn't get my mind back into that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Like that control of diet and stuff like it's just not. I wanna be like, Hey mom, you did great. Have a glass of wine. <laughs> like, like we did a we did Grit Palette's work out, enjoy yourself, you know? Like I, I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't wanna restrict anyone because I've obviously gone through that experience myself.
0: Yeah, big time.
1: So All if right. there are personal trainers which I'm sure there are listening, know that it's okay to turn people away because then because people will enjoy when they see your other clients who do get great results and they want those results like more people will come to you that way yeah big it's time. a waste of time if you don't know like i just think it's a waste of time and energy if you don't know how to get someone to their goal because that's your job
0: yeah and i know i know when you when when you start out as a pt you're kind of like you just want to try and get everyone into it because you obviously need to make a living but then you need to yeah. realize after a little while which one you enjoy training and then change in the knee shift needs to be. And then as you said, if you've got someone with kind of like a lower back issue or mobility issue and you're not the person for that, refer that out to someone else and that that PT will be more than happy to take that and then they'll, they'll do it the same way, hopefully the other way. So big time. Yeah. Um, That's
1: what happened actually when my clients got um I had two clients they got pregnant and I was like, oh and I really didn't want to lose them. And I was like, oh no, they're pregnant. So then I was like, okay, off I go do a course so that I could train, so I could train them. I was like, i I think once you, you know, obviously once you do your PT course, then all of those little side courses are only like two and three days. Yeah. You know, with, to learn like they're not. You're not doing a course for like six to eight weeks. Obviously, if you're like wanting to be like a super expert, then you're doing like super long courses. But um, yeah. So then I went and like. I, I had like a because you do cover that when you do your PT course like oh if you have a pregnant person but like not like
0: not in depth like I'm about to yeah, s- yeah I, exactly I've got a yeah like I've got I'm I'm doing a pre and postnatal course in three weeks yeah three weeks ah. um because most of my clients are brides to be Uh ah. and a few of them are falling pregnant now so. Ah. And then my best mate's uh, <laughs> wife is expecting her third, and she's kind of
1: training as well. Like it is really fun because you kind of kind of go back to like Jane Fonda aerobics. <laughs> You're like, this is amazing. So we'll see you being Jane Fonda in the gym
0: without with, like, the like A little
1: bit. It. it is really good, but it's actually like you shouldn't like bullshit anyone being like, oh yeah, I kind of know what I'm doing. And I don't think you do learn enough about uh, pre and postnatal training, especially like in your PT course. Um, so if there's anyone listening that has a pregnant client, I would highly recommend that you do because you can, like there's a lot of issues that can happen.
0: Yeah. Big time. Big time.
1: Especially uh, in that first trimester.
0: Yeah. Um, and so the, you're, you're the person to go to for like PCOS and IBS and I know majority of people suffer from IBS in some sort of way, but most of us would still eat the foods even though they make us uncomfortable they give us the, the bloat. they make us feel like shite. uh i hold my, I hold my hand up to that I just i i can't eat I can't eat yogurt i can't a cream is my kryptonite I cannot eat it uh um, oh
1: i mean for me is- Oh,
0: cream literally will kill me. uh one day I think. Uh, so I, 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 if I have that at all, I will get sick. It's it's just one of those things. Have you got any tips for anyone that is kind of the symptoms for IBS and dealing with the actual aftermath of kind of IBS as well? Um, well, IBS like if, well, there's obviously two
1: different types. Yeah, and it is really important to, um. You can just buy my book. That's what you could do. You could just buy my book, beat your bloat, and it's all in there. <laughs>
0: Good plug. Um, I like so the plug. you could do that. You could just, just go buy my. It's like a bloating bible.
1: Um, and it actually is really helpful. There's a lot of um, there's obviously like sixty plus recipes in there. Um, that will help you like transform your lifestyle. Um, but I would well one I would. Definitely go and make sure that it is IBS that you have and not something else. So definitely go to the doctor and find out that it is because, you know, there's no point in self-diagnosing. And you also can have similar symptoms of IBS and PCOS. Um, so that's why I do say, like, go and check yourself out and make sure. Then... There obviously are the foods like you know yourself you know that when you eat cream I know when I have onion garlic or ice cream or glute, gluten like those things are going to bloat me and um, and so I tend to I don't tend I do I do avoid those things um on a on a daily basis but then there's just those times where you go out and you're like yeah. I just need ice cream like just yeah gonna have the pasta followed by and that happened to me actually i went for lunch on friday to an italian restaurant and they had spaghetti lobster and it's like the best in London. and i was like and it, it came in a, in a bowl and i was like this is a bowl of pasta it was onion all over it and i was just like and then cheese and everything and i was like delicious and i ate it and i got bloated and it was sore but it was just worth it but that's that one time like, you know, that's not, I'm not doing that every single day or even every single week. Um, there's so many substitutes now that I actually think there is really no excuse for you not to, like, be able to substitute, like, you know, your dairy and your, you know, your gluten and stuff like that. And then it's like, people are like, oh, but I can't live without bread. You can't, like, you're lying to yourself. You can't live without bread. I don't, the only time I have bread is when I go home um because mommy has it in the house and then she bakes it and it's delicious and they have that real butter and it's all soft and you're like this is just heaven but then that's that like what is it once every eight weeks so um and it doesn't well actually at christmas i did break out in, an, in a massive rash all over my body and i was like okay i've taken it one step too far and um, but you can lead a lifestyle, and I do show that in the book, where you can lead a very healthy, normal, balanced lifestyle if you just make those little substitutes. I guess it's like when we are talking about the weight loss, like, you know, just like little things that can make up really big results.
0: Yeah, big time, big time. I, I know a lot of people suffer from it, so I know it's uh, one of those things that... So, I- yes, like,
1: whenever I went to the doctor... I went to a normal like just a regular GP and they weren't really giving me like I like to go to loads of different people because I like everybody will usually give you a different opinion and I always think like there's something and you feel like it's really affecting your lifestyle always get a second and third opinion and so then I went to a private doctor and I went in I'd never met him before and I sat down I was like oh I think I have IBS and he's like oh you're you're Irish and I was like yeah and he's like oh yeah more than likely and I was like what and he was like we're the most like prone country to like ibs and gluten intolerances and stuff like that and i was like we live off carbs ireland is an island of carbs like that is all we eat but yeah we're like more prone to it than like any other nation or something like
0: that that's crazy oh so
1: sorry (laughs)
0: it's okay it's all good. I'm trying to ignore them. I'm going to ask them. One of the, the big messages that you talk about is um, that you talk about is everyone who exercises is healthy or may not be healthy. Um, I know you, you, put, you put up a post a little while ago at this stage. Yes,
1: yeah, so I did that post. And I think that really, um, with me, brought it back to uh, whenever I was so underweight and unhealthy and obviously like damaging my body that I was like exercising, you know, every single day and I was, you know, kind of over exercising. I was going on a lot. I was doing like 10K runs as a warm-up. Like I'd be like, I'm just doing my 10K warm up. I don't even think I can run 10K right now. <laughs> um well definitely not right now, but like I I think I would actually have to train a lot to be able to do like a straight on 10K run. Um, Yeah, so that's what I, you know, that's what I meant by that. And then like, you know, just because you go to the gym doesn't mean that or just because, you know, that guy has loads of muscles or that girl's like, you know, like it doesn't mean that they're actually living a healthy lifestyle or they're healthy in themselves.
0: Yeah, big time. Um, yeah, they could be excessive eating when you don't know. They could be eating too much of X, Y, and Z. They could be just binging. They could. You don't know what happens behind closed doors. Um, exactly. Um, one of the the another, another big thing that you talk about a lot is, uh, training around your cycle. I, as a bloke looking on the outside in before I became a PT, I had no idea how different all females are with their cycles uh, and i never thought in my right mind i would be watching two or three hour lectures on the menstrual cycle and trying to understand how the different hormones work how the different tactics and all the different motivation and all that how the behavior changes all that kind of stuff can you talk a re- a, be- a little bit about how to train around your cycle and dealing with the increased appetite around your cycle for some females
1: Well, this is something that I only, I I didn't have a cycle for seven years. So um, after my massive blow up in weight last year, um, I actually, it was about two months after everything normalized again, that I got like my first cycle and a regular cycle. And I was like, this is amazing because I hadn't had a period. And so... I think it was so. It was like say, three, four months ago that I was actually like, oh, my God, like I'm starving all the time, like coming up to my period. Then when I got my period, wasn't really that hungry, but I couldn't exercise because it was that it was like super heavy. And that was because of fibroid. And so I would just be like lying in bed. And then like, yeah, so I had these super... Super heavy periods, and uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to train. And then I noticed like after the period, I would be like so strong and like raring to go. And I was like, Yeah, but then like the week before, I would be like able to only lift like half the weight, or I'd be like, Burpees, fuck that. I don't want to be doing a fucking burpee, like, I, I want to die. Like, I'm just gonna walk on the treadmill for a little bit or hop on the Stairmaster, and um, yeah, so then. I obviously took to the internet and was like there's something like there must be a way of training because I can't train every single week the same as I always have trained like over the past couple of years and uh and it's and it's it's very true it's like you know proven that you should train in different ways so like the first two depending on how heavy your period is like you said everyone is different so for me like, day one and two of my period, I wouldn't work out at all. And probably two days before. So I would take those as, like, those would be, like, three or four rest days. Maybe I would do some active, like, active rest days. Like, maybe walking, but definitely day one and two, wasn't doing anything. Like, wasn't going to the gym or anything. Then after that, I would be able to, like, lift, um, like, you know, lift really heavy. Do, like, your HIIT training. Even though you still have your period, it would be more, like, lifting being able to lift really heavy because you've so much what, the testosterone in your body. And then, like, the week after that, so that would be, like, the first week of your cycle continuing into the second. And there's, like, it's all these different phases. Then, like, after that, you're going into being able to do longer bursts of And after that, um, you're kind of, like, slowing down because you're coming to that week just before your period. so. Like, you know, just don't be, like, really hard on yourself. But try and do as much as you can. Don't be like, oh, it's the week before my period, so I shouldn't do anything. Like, just do, like, the workouts that you really want to do. And then you're back into your period. And it was the same when it came to, um, so, like, almost, like, calorie cycling. And I know that i said I don't count my calories. But, like, you know when you're eating a lot of food and when you're eating less food. So... Pretty basic, like you can kind of count that. Like, and especially when I said that I kind of like eat a lot of the same meals and stuff, so I understand what I'm eating, and um, and so that's what I meant by like calorie cycling, where I would have that where I'm absolutely starving, and then, but your body is also burning so much more because getting your period or you have your period, and um, and I always think like even when I get and I'm you know, you feel so hungry, like your body is craving nutrients. And I guess it's choosing the right things. Like, obviously, most girls, like, we just are like, oh, I need chocolate, or like, ah, oh, you know. And so maybe switching that to not every time being like, oh, I need chocolate, to like changing it to be like, maybe you just need some more healthy fats, things like that. Um, and so that's kind of how I deal with the period and training around it and kind of like eating around it and and it's, uh, it's it has it has really worked for me no
0: it's it's a- i think
1: it works for you more mentally because you don't feel so hard on yourself where you're not like oh my god why am i not able to do this like maybe i'm unfit I'm or something's happened or I haven't fueled my body where you have to understand actually no like my body's preparing to get my period or i have my period like it's not It's not you or your level of fitness that's changed. It's just your body dealing with menstruation.
0: Yeah, big time. And I think one thing that I would highly recommend is to, like, you need to understand your own cycle. Everyone's cycle is so different. And you need to understand when it happens when your strength is going to go up, when your strength is going to go down, when you should reduce your weights or reduce your, ca- your cardio or when your hunger is going to go up. So I'd, I'd probably recommend even getting like an app on your phone and do a couple of months okay. on that and then seeing what the frequency is. And it could be a hit or miss a day or two and kind of go yeah. kind of go that way as well. Um, so I
1: use this app uh, called Natural Cycles and it's kind of like, so it tracks your ovulation but it also can be used as a form of birth control because I came off after last year, I came off all hormones and so I don't take the pill or anything, but this just, and it's really, it's really good because you really begin to understand um, your cycle and like what's going on with your body. It's not something I would recommend to like a 17 year old oh, or like yeah. a 22 year old who's like out at uni and stuff like that. Like, if you have, if you're waking up at the same time every day and if you have a very structured lifestyle, you have like, you know, nine, to, like a job and, you know, if you're just doing the same thing every day that most people like above the age of 25 or so are doing, then it's a really, it is a really beneficial app, but not if you're like 17, 18, you're all over this or if you're at uni or something, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, use this app. But, um.
0: Yeah, no, it's really good. It's natural cycles. Um, and one of the last questions I'm gonna ask, um, because so you need to recover from after your surgery, and you need to uh, answer those messages that are coming in, um, is I didn't realize how many girls out there have lost their periods due to either under eating or various different kind of circumstances and stuff like that. Have you kind of got any tips on kind of? getting that back i know I've, ha- I've had previous guests on T to triceps rebecca nolan came on and she spoke about it. i think that's episode eight of the podcast and she spoke about it in detail but have you got any advice uh for people that kind of have have lost their periods um
1: well obviously like you know go to the doctor and you know speak about it with them for me it was and then like things like going on the pill and stuff that's very like those are kind of like dick periods like they're not really like a normal period period that's you tricking your body into you know into having you know menstruation like for me it was um it was completely coming off obviously like with my weight gain like you know being a healthy like adult um I suppose I would have got my period back, and but I was uh, I was using a Marina coil, which would stop your period, and um, I was also having issues with this big fibroid that I've not had removed. But it was for me, it was, um, and I was recommended by my gynae to you know to come off all um, all hormones, and that's how my period came back, and then like. I wasn't like over exercising or over exerting myself or, you know, I was eating like, I eat a very balanced, like I find a lot of bodybuilders do it. They're really restrictive and, you know, with the, like just what they do to their bodies. Like some days, some days I will have abs, but most days I, I don't. Some days I look really lean. So like, you know, not being like, that's like massive. Like it's, Like people who have really low body fat. Like, so I just live a very balanced, um, healthy lifestyle. And so all of that contributed to me, like, going back into having a normal cycle. And so, and it does, it comes on, like, the same day. And I get so excited. I'm like, it's coming. And then it comes, and I'm like, yay, celebration. People are like, you're weird. I'm like, this didn't happen for a really long time. So I'm going to celebrate that it actually comes. And it's so funny because like I talked to so many girls and they're like oh my god I'm exactly the same I just I'm like a lot of because I speak about it a lot of girls are in, have the same cycle as I do and so they'll be like yay we got our periods I'm like that's so fun and I'm like this is something that shouldn't be so, like it's something that's so normal but and that women just like you think that most people just have it they're like oh yeah everybody gets a period every month but A lot of girls don't. And it's like, even with like PCOS, like those, you know, that could be a reason why you have a very strange cycle. And like one in 10, I actually think it's even, I think it's like one in five, may have PCOS. But there's obviously a difference between PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, and PCO, which is polycystic ovaries. And I think, um, I know I'm kind of going off into a different subject. But um, a lot of people um, are being diagnosed with PCO and thinking they have PCOS. And I know a lot of people have been talking about it online and they're very different. So if you are going to the doctor, make sure you find out what you have. Like PCO is just having cysts on your ovaries, which every woman does have. But to be diagnosed, you would have to have a lot more cysts on your ovaries. Where PCOS is like a hormonal imbalance and it's a syndrome. And so, I've even seen like some people online being like, oh, "I have PCOS." I'm like messaging them, like girls who have like really high influence. And I'll be like, "Oh, what did your hormone test come back as?" And they're like, "Oh no, I just have a cyst on my ovaries." I'm like, "Please don't say that you have PCOS because like with that becomes so many issues and so many like." unfeminine symptoms. And I'm like, you look amazing. Just correct yourself that you actually have PCO, not PCOS. And um yeah, so like, you know, do when you go to the doctor, like figure out what is wrong. And go to many doctors if you can. No, I think,
0: I think that's <laughs> that, so
1: many. Go
0: away. <laughs> I think the I've learned so much from from chatting to you. Um like the last thing I'm going to ask is, so what's coming up next for you in the next little while? I know we were talking about your book, Beat Your Bloat, and I'm going to plug that. I'm going to put that into a little write-up so people can have a look at that and go on to Amazon and any bookshop and stuff like that. So what's coming up next for me? Um,
1: I'm actually going to release, I'm writing at the, at the moment, especially now I said I'm sitting at home doing nothing, um, something of releasing an e-book. Um, and I'm working with a doctor uh, who specializes in women's hormones on that, which is really exciting. So that'll be um, because there isn't a lot of info out there when you get diagnosed with different things like fibroids and PCOS and like, you know, what to do or what it is. Most doctors are just like, you have PCOS. Bye. And you're like, what the fuck is that? That happened to me. And I kind of had to learn myself how to reverse that, which I've done. Um, so, the conditions like that are reversible. And um, so, we're writing. I'm writing an ebook. Um, all about that. I don't know what else we doing? Uh, I don't know. We're releasing a clothing. I'm thinking about that. Well, no, we're doing that. So we're doing a clothing brand. I'm working with a clothing brand. Um, on a new collection. And that should come out in October, November.
0: It's exciting times, busy, busy.
1: I don't know. Like, yeah, it's yeah. I guess so. I don't really, don't really know. Like, apart from that, I'm, I'm not sure. Obviously, I'm still. I'm kind of trying to break away from working with, um, with so many, like, with different brands, uh, on. Instagram I'm not really enjoying it and enjoying that part of social media anymore and so that's why I kind of just want to work on my own stuff.
0: Brilliant okay and for people that for for people that want to kind of follow you on Instagram and find a little bit more about yourself what's your Instagram handle and I'll tag it in the the write-up as well.
1: Yeah it's just my name Maeve underscore Madden.
0: Perfect I learned so much from from chatting to you for for the the time you've been on to thank you so much for coming on and i wish you the speedy recovery and best of luck with yeah. the ebook and everything that's coming up for you going forward all right thank you so much for coming thank you. on thanks bye, bye.